Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Carrie Paul. Um, again, you know, Kosu gives me a chance to connect with people and learn the essence of who they are. And there's so much energy. There's a glow, as I mentioned to her off air. There's this aura about her in this case. But we see that in almost every single every single guest. I hope you're, you're learning with me you know, what it takes to make a beautiful community like Coastal Mississippi Tech. Now let's move over to Janelle Nolan. She works with my friend, uh, my dear friend at Coast Electric, Ron Barnes. She's the Director of Community Development at Coast Electric Power Association. She's a recent One Coast winner. We'll talk a little, little bit about that. But how are you doing, Janelle? I'm doing great, Ricky. How have you been? I'm doing wonderful. So you've been at Coast Electric, if my math is right, over 30 years. Is that right? I have, yes. Wow. Wow. And you've seen, you've seen a lot of change and you've seen different positions and it's been a, been a good career for you, hasn't it? It's been a fantastic career. Seen a lot of change, a lot of growth, um, a lot of good and a lot of bad. So yeah, um, some challenges. Definitely yeah. challenges. Big so. challenges. Yep. Yep. I'm a Coastal Electric customer, I should point out, on the North Shore of Back Bay, Biloxi. And uh, our experience with Coastal Electric has been really good. Even after Katrina, it was really good. So um, not down as long as you would expect to be down because the, the, the emergency plan you guys have in place is really amazing. Um, so let's, let's do this. I, I want to talk about commitment to community and all these different things. But I was, I was interested to learn that you moved here from Iowa. And uh, tell me about that. Well, my father was in the military. He was in the Marine Corps, and um, he was he's from Past Christian, Mississippi. But um, prior to his retirement, we were in Iowa. Um, he was working with one of the universities there with the ROTC program, and when he retired, we came home, home to the coast, and we've been here ever since. Well, you know, Carrie Paul and I talked about that as well. Her father, I think she said, was originally from Maryland. And um, and she, and you know, he was in the military as well. And I, I talk about it a lot on Coastview the the impact that the uh, military community has had here, where people might have lived all over the world, and they have maybe passed through here. Maybe this is their last, you know, their last assignment. But they retire here. They love it here. That's one of the reasons. Actually, Mississippi's one of the top states in the nation for the military community, because for for lots of different reasons. But uh, you know, you, you see that you see that well. Um, so where did you go to school? I went to Bay High, the Bay, Bay St. Louis School District, uh, 1988 graduate of Bay High. Did you go into college from there? I did. I went to Ole Miss for a little bit, and then I ended up finishing my degree at William Carey here on the coast. That's good. That's good. So you joined a company in Coast Electric, and it's been interesting watching Ron Barnes over these years. I mentioned to you off the air that Ron would tell you that he and I have served on, I don't countless boards together over a over 30-year stretch. 
I thought he was the perfect selection when he became the president of Coastal Electric because he'd been working in the community world for so long. I mean, it's just incredible. But Coastal Electric has a long history of involvement in the community, and they understand that that involvement in the community helps them be a better business. And you're right in the center of that, aren't you? Definitely. You know, we are a not-for-profit electric cooperative, so we are owned by our members. And we're also governed by seven cooperative principles, and one of them being our concern for community. And, you know, working for Coast Electric over 30 years, it's more of a family than it, and it's not a job, it's a lifestyle. So um, I'm very fortunate that throughout my career, I've been able to get involved with our communities um, and, and help to make a difference. Well, it, again, it, 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 yeah, I'll say the primary, the primary part of a, a culture like you have at Coastal Electric that really there is an expectation to be involved, but it's not just the expectation, it's hiring people who <laughs> care deeply about the community. And you do that. You do that just because we're going to give back to the community. We're going to feel we're going to fill those gaps that exist in the community to make it a better community. And, and incidentally, by doing that, we're going to have a better feel for how our business operates and, and the connection between community and our business. But you have literally practiced what you preach on that point you're just about your entire career, haven't you? Pretty much, yes. And I think that's one thing, as you mentioned, with culture. Um, we're very fortunate with our culture. Um, we've kind of set ourselves apart. Again, it's not just a job. It's, it's a lifestyle that we all live here at Coast Electric. Well, you, you among others, got to experience lots of challenges along the way, but none, none greater than, than Hurricane Katrina. What did Hurricane Katrina teach you about leadership in general, leadership in the community, the role Coastal Electric plays? You know, even what did it teach you about the people? Talk to me about your Katrina experience and how it made you who you are today. Wow. Katrina experience. You know, personally, we experienced bumps and bruises, um, but as a community, it was devastating, as you know. Um, <laughs> I can get emotional talking about this. Yeah. Um, but from a leadership perspective, um, everyone in the community, whether you had something or nothing, pulled together, knowing that together we could do bigger things and get through the, the difficult challenges that were ahead of us for quite some time. And you look at us now. Um, people always refer to that time um, with such sorrow, yet also with such celebration because we came out of it so much stronger. But from a leadership perspective, it was, um, um, I was put into a, a leadership role that I wasn't expecting. I was over a 750-man tent at our county fairgrounds for our, our um, visiting crews that were here for months restoring power and helping us to rebuild our system. and. Um, just being able to work with co-ops from all over the country who were here to visit, sharing in our story. Um, that, was a, that was a pretty big event for us and for me as well, one I'll never forget. Yeah, it was. A, I, I learned some early things from Hancock County, and this, this is true of all of coastal Mississippi, but there's a single event that happened. And what that was, well, actually, there's two. The first was that I was involved in the first public meetings for the governor's commission after the storm there. And God has so many touching, there, there was this one moment, a woman hung around after one of the meetings and I, I could tell she had had a difficult time. I mean, she, she it was, obviously it didn't look like she had a home 
And uh, but she kept hovering, and we were having a debriefing with the governor's commission staff afterwards. And finally, I walked over to her and said, "Ma'am, is everything okay?" She says, "No." She said, "It's not okay. I'm okay." You know, you see that van there. We were at one of the one of the uh, churches that had been, you know, the, it had been washed out, and it was just an open air pavilion. That's where we had the meeting. That van there is where I live now, and I, I'm okay. But she she said, "Too many of my friends." And my family were killed because they couldn't get out and they didn't have the money to get out. And please make sure that the governor's commission report talks about positioning buses and others things for people to be able to get out of their community. I mean, this lady stuck, stuck around just to make sure I heard that message. And then she walked over, got into her van and walked away. And the only regret that I had after that was that I didn't get her name because I would have loved to touch base with her later to say how much it impacted me, this, her, how much she cared about people. She didn't care that she didn't have a house to live anymore. She just wanted to make sure that in the future, people were safe. I, I was always touched by that. The other thing happened a little bit later. There was an effort by, there was a, an effort, a study that was being done by Mississippi State about the potential of bringing Bay St. Louis and Waveland together into one city. It lasted about six months and then it just got disbanded. And what we learned about that is that, that in Waveland and Bay St. Louis, particularly in Waveland where so much of it was destroyed, and certainly a lot of Bay St. Louis was as well, but what we learned about that is that people didn't connect with buildings. People connected with a sense of place and each other. Yeah. And that's where I sort of done the phrase that that uh, buildings don't make a community, that people do. And that took place in Hancock County. But you have seen that over and over and over again throughout your career, haven't you? Definitely. Community plays such a big part in who we are. Um, it's, it sets us apart. It's a benchmark of our coast, our communities. Um, what I love mostly about talking about Katrina and you had the volunteers who would come in to help. and then. Two years later, they relocated. They came back. This is where they call home now because they loved it so much after they spent their time helping to rebuild it and getting to know the people in the community. It was because of the community. Like you said, not the buildings, it's the people. You know, these thousand points of light that came in to help us from all over the country. And it is, it is remarkable, actually, that many of them came back here to live, that they were touched by that experience. But if, that, if there is a competitive advantage for coastal Mississippi, really for Mississippi. It is that we know that in the heart and soul of the people who are here, it's that, whatever that is, this thing that makes us special, this thing that makes people want to come back here. I see it in the Mississippi Delta. I see it in Northeast Mississippi. I see it all over coastal Mississippi. People come here and get connected to it, and it's just incredible. What I love about the Blues Club in Clarksdale, for example, is you have people from all over the world, Australia and Europe, just going to Clarksdale to participate in the uh, Ground Zero Blues Club. And they are blown away. Some of them, some of the, some of the most famous, you know, musicians you ever, you, you know, you know them, and they're touched by it. When they come here and see these people. We're lucky that we have that in our hearts here. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Janelle Nolan. She's the director of community development for Coastal Electric, and we got, I want to learn more about what it is she does in her day-to-day -day world. We'll see you when we come back from this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Koshi. What a special day it has been. I love doing this show because I get inspired by it. And, uh, you know, I get to speak to people like Janelle Nolan, the Director of Community Development for Coastal Electric, a One Coast Award winner. Somebody just cares deeply about this community. And uh, it's just a real pleasure for me. So, Janelle, tell me what you do in your day-to-day world. What it is? What is it that you do? Well, wow, what do I do? Um, for Coastal Electric, I'm responsible for developing and managing programs and partnerships that help to engage not only our membership, but our employees out in the communities that we serve to help make a difference, not just to improve the quality of life, but the quality in life as well. Wow, that's good. So give me some examples. What are some of the big efforts that you're involved in? Well, one of the my favorite programs that we have going on right now is our Operation Roundup program. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you're a member of Coast Electric, and you'll notice on your monthly bill, you've had the ability ability to round up your electric bill to the nearest dollar. Well, we have about 80, I'm sorry, 90% of our membership, they're participating in the roundup program. And from their contributions, we're able to put money back out into our community. Um, with the Operation Roundup contributions, 65% of those funds go into grants that go out into our communities in Hancock, Harrison, and Pearl River counties. Those are the counties that Coast Electric serves. 25% um, of that goes to Share Your Blessings, which is managed by Catholic Charities to offer energy assistance to our membership as well. And then 10% goes into an endowment for future funding opportunities. But from that 65%, from, from that 90% um, of our member contributions, We've been able to, but since 2019, award over 90 grants to nonprofits over three counties, putting over $650,000 back into the community, making just huge differences for the people in our community. Um, it's also allowed us to establish partnerships and relationships with these nonprofits, um, not only to share you know, what they do with our membership, but also what we do with them and how we can better serve them moving forward. Where your, well, your president, Ron Barnes, and I have talked about this in the past, but man, what a brilliant idea. Where did this, is this something, you, just a best practice you guys grabbed from somewhere else or did it emanate here? Well, you know, what we call in our co-op world, we admire and acquire. Um, this was started by a co-op back in, I think, 1985 in, in South Carolina, Palmetto Electric Cooperative. And so there are many co-ops across the nation that are participating in the Roundup program, putting millions of dollars back into their communities to help improve the quality of life for their residents. And one of the things I think, one of the things you guys are involved in that I think is revolutionary for Mississippi, um, you're not directly involved in this effort in, in the Delta, but specifically I'm watching a broadband access, you know, fiber optic cables going down all over in these farm areas where you would never have seen that before. And Coast Electric, because of the bill that was passed, is now has a subsidiary that's involved in providing broadband access. But creating this opportunity to bring broadband access to rural areas of Mississippi is going to be transformative, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt, especially with the pandemic. And a lot of people, um, Working re remotely, students um, studying, you know, distance learning, um, 
this has been a fantastic opportunity for Coach Electric. And you know what's funny, Ricky, is it kind of brings us full circle. Back in 1935, when electric co-ops were formed to electrify rural America because other utilities in place didn't want to bring the infrastructure out into those areas and serving the farms and the, the rural communities. So not only are we um, have we electrified rural America, but now we're connecting rural America with broadband. And it's really exciting when you're driving, you know, you're either driving somewhere to some meetings and you have people pull you aside and tell you, you know, we we signed up for Coast Connect. We finally have, you know, high speed, you know, internet service at our homes. You know, it makes a world of a difference for these families. They're not having to go to parking lots and use hotspots or um, not be able to complete their tasks. It's probably, you know, I've talked about it with various economic development people and community building people and nonprofit groups and just, I mean, literally, you know, the religious community, a wide range of leaders in this community across the state of Mississippi. And what they say, they always say the same thing, is that there's, of all the things Mississippi has ever done, that providing broadband access will be the most transformative thing we have ever done, not just from purely having access to information and learning and all those things, an economic development aspect to it. It's going to provide people who come from maybe meager means, extreme rural scenarios to have access to the same news and information that everybody else has. And what will do, what will happen is you'll be tapping into their brains and showing them incredible potential. And who knows where that will take them? I mean, it really will be transformative. And when I talked to Ron about this, um, I mean, you could just see the excitement in his eyes about the role that Coast Electric was going to be playing in that effort. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Definitely. It, it is so exciting that we're able to do this. Again, we're making history as well as we did back in the 30s. Um, it's, as you said, it's going to be a huge economic driver with so many people working remotely. Um, this will give more people the opportunity to come to Mississippi. Coastal Mississippi, yes. preferably, um, yeah. to be able to work and enjoy and thrive um, just as we are. It's a, it's a big deal. Hundreds of millions of dollars is being spent in this arena. Very visionary effort. Anyway, Janelle Nolan, we're out of time. I wish we had more time. You're a special person, and it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Well, thank you, Ricky. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Thank you very much, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.